Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. Says we are here. Sorry for the unintended layoff. But hey, there's lots to talk about. A new Witcher saga is starting in early development. Moon Studios apparently really toxic. A lot more Elden Ring to talk about, of course, with Jens Dietrich here. Mark mm. is here as well. Yep, hiding, <laughs> hiding. Yep. Uh, if you're watching on video, on audio, I guess it's the same as always. And <laughs> well, we got. Morgan's talk about Horizon Forbidden West. Mark's finally at the end, got to the end. Uh, Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Tunic, and more to discuss right after this. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2M Net podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. So just letting you know before we get started, uh, of course, you can always listen to this on any podcast service that's out there. Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, anywhere that you have a podcast service or pretty much on there at this point, you can just subscribe to the whole W2M network to get everything we do. Um, with basically covers everything from sports to all kinds of movies, music, uh, quiz shows, everything in between there. And of course, you can watch us on YouTube on demand uh, as well. If you want to watch the video, we are on uh, W2Net on Twitch, and then you can also watch us live on the Facebook page as well. So, guys, before we get started into the Elden Ring, you know, Elden Ring. It's been, uh, I mean, literally, ever since it came out, and even now, we're talking about almost a month since it came out, and the the timeline is still, almost a, probably about half my timeline is still talking about Elden Ring. That's mm-hmm. how much of an impact that game has made, and of course, the bigger impact, uh, probably more importantly for Bandai Namco and from software, is the sales, which, uh, after only releasing... Within three days, because then February only goes to the 28th in leap year, sold. It's the fifth best selling title, the 12 month period ending in February 22, according to NPD. It has the biggest launch month in sales since last year's November 2021, Call of Duty Vanguard. I think it's sold something like 12 million copies. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, I mean, I'm sure you're happy to hear that. Uh, Elden Ring has been selling well, Jens. No, I'm going to have to move on to something new. It's just too mainstream now. <laughs> it's too mainstream. You like uh, like being in that Souls? No, I, I I actually don't. Uh, no, the the discourse has been it, it's it really has been like a fifty fifty split of just delightful discourse from people who are really loving the game and posting memes and posting funny deaths and all that stuff, and then the other half, which is just people shouting at each other over the difficult or over how you know, from software intends it to be played. Yeah, so, or don't use this even though it's yeah, in the game. Exactly. Or, you know, with the... I was in the middle of, of uh, grinding some uh, runes when uh, I was interrupted by the, the big update. It kind of forced me off the servers for a bit. And uh, I immediately noticed that um, the frame rate was smoother and was happy with that. And then I looked on Twitter and everybody was upset about the Mimic getting there, apparently. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the... 
how you felt about all that. I haven't even used the mimic yet, so it really has not. I if there was a frame of comparison, um, I don't have it yet. I also haven't really used the ashes summons and all that stuff. I've just been either playing solo or with Mark. But I mean, I'm told a friend of mine who's beaten the game says that the mimic is uh, still very, very good, even in New Game Plus, him a lot. So I've heard that. Uh, like towards the end of the game, people kind of started using it to kind mm-hmm. of start getting through a lot faster, and then got nerfed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there is quite a there's a lot of things that people are upset about. With um, you know, on the other hand, you've got Radon. Apparently, it's gotten easier. So now it's like if you didn't beat Radon before one point oh point three, then you didn't really beat Radon. Anyway, it's all nonsense. I I knew that this game was get patched multiple times before I ever got anywhere. So I'm not upset. I mean, at least they're updating it and. Maybe improving things, maybe not so much improving things, but that kind of happens with games like this, you know, at least they're listening to the audio, you know, for to the people that are complaining about these things and maybe the not biggest so bug much. we've had so far um, in co-op is a broken boss where just like certain parts of the boss fight just don't spawn. Yeah, and like like the scripting broke. Yeah, that's happened. Um a lot because <laughs> well you know, a lot on that one boss times. that one boss in stormvale castle so i hope that they patch that because no, it was no, one no, of those the, the academy not stormvale oh the academy sorry yeah so we did both of those back to back so mark and i are now at unless mark you've played more we are at exactly the same point of progress yeah we're about i, I don't know i'm about 20 hours in level 100 something I'm and below you, but have done four bosses. All all you do is like roll against roll around against boulders. Yes, there's a really good spot that is accessible relatively early in this game where you can roll. Um, if you ride a certain way, you take your steed and you ride down this kind of mountain path in the correct way. There's a bunch of like rolling enemies that spawn behind you and try and run you over, and you get out of the way and they roll into the abyss. And there's your two thousand souls per thing, so kind of run. You can run about four thousand. Sorry, I keep calling them souls. I'm always going to call, call them souls and bonfires and all those things, just because that's the terminology that's seared into my brain. But um, yeah, you can get you know about four thousand runes in about a minute and a half, and then you do it again and again and again. What a uh, what a what a involved gameplay loop. Well, you know, you have something to listen to music to while doing anything that you guys have experienced in co-op that you feel like makes well, the you game want to talk better. About the big dragon fight. Oh my god, we need to talk about that. That is, uh, you know, we've always had, Mark and I had all sorts of, you know, pain in the ass invasions when we did uh, Demon Souls together. But I think this, um, I know Mark, does this one take the cake? I was maybe yeah. a little bit more upset by some of the people in that, um, you know, in uh, uh, 1-4, when we, have, when we had to get all those witch ingredients yep. to save the witch. But, um, but no, this, just in terms of comedy, I think, beats it. Because this is, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> I've been relying a lot on Mark with uh, enemies that are not safe to fight as a melee character, because I'm doing 100% melee, I'm like the dex strength. And Mark is, of course, playing a mage, uh, like he likes to do in these games. Yep. So I've been relying on Mark to uh, deal with certain enemies from afar. And this dragon, which is a dragon out in the open world, was one of those. Um, but it's interesting. So normally in the Souls, when you go into the boss arena, it sequesters you from the rest of the game, and you can't get invaded. Well, there's now bosses in the open world, and you can get invaded in the open world, and you will if you're in co-op. So, yeah, we've had quite a few people who've, who've decided that they, they won't interfere with us while we're just trying to get through the game mining our own business. And this guy, so there's basically this, like, rock formation that it's safe for mage to stand on and cheese this dragon. 
So that's what Mark was. Mark had like yep. jumped up on this rock and was spamming this dragon from afar. And I was, I was really just rocks at it. Yeah, I was really just kind of peeking around the corners, you know, carefully and staying behind cover for most of this. Uh, and until this invader spawns in the middle of us being with this in this boss fight, you know, runs up to us, uh, jumps up on that little on that little rock, kills Mark no, immediately. No. From the, the dragon killed me. Oh, the dragon killed you. Okay, I thought that, that he killed you. Careful enough, but okay. Well, you died while he was running around. He, it looked like he was coming to get you, and then suddenly you died. So I just assumed that he killed you. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, he, he is running around. And uh, so I'm in this duel with this guy, with the you know main boss having like a sliver of health left and <laughs> no way to deal with him, really. Uh, well, I guess, I mean, I guess if, if, I, if I was good enough to feel like I could take this invader on no. uh, confidently, I would have done it. But I did not feel confident fighting this guy because he seemed way better equipped. So I just started rolling and I was rolling and rolling and rolling. And then I was able to evade this guy like long enough for Mark to put his sign back down. So I re-summoned Mark in the middle of fighting this invader. And then it became this thing of like me distracting the invader long enough for another <laughs> couple minutes while Mark was finishing the boss. So it became this wow. weird... Like it was a like a boss like it was like a dual boss fight where I was fighting a human being and Mark was fighting a giant dragon. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was really not. <laughs> well, I think we how killed, it was meant to be done, but we we killed the dragon and then I immediately killed the invader. <laughs> you did, yes. Well, you know, once you've got two people, once it's two against one, yeah, that's the thing. But you were like, it was like, no, no, you fight the dragon while I roll around this guy. Uh, but yeah, being invader still sucks. But you know. Of yeah, course, it's good. It's part of the game. All that stuff. It's a lot easier in this game, though, because it is more, way more open. That's true. Well, easier in the sense that we've had invaders that basically were just fumbling around the open world trying to find us and couldn't find us, and eventually gave up. And, and then it's just an insta win. You get your little your your multiplayer item reward. It's it's, it's still early enough, so where like they aren't god tier about killing other people yet. That's also true. You you fight a lot of you fight a lot of people who are basically um, at the same level as you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this guy. But yeah, you just kind of magic bolted him in the back while he was trying to fight me. Yep, that helps. <laughs> it was good. But um, you know, a really positive thing about multiplayer in this is that you can farm the uh, materials pretty easily that you need to make the item, which reveals. You know, we talked about this a little bit last time that now there's an item that reveals multiplayer signs, which I still think is not ideal. Because, um, again, it just makes it so that, you know, if you put your sign in an unusual place, nobody's ever going to find it. But I do like that it's an item that you can farm endlessly and then craft, which makes it infinitely more tolerable than in, say, Demon Souls, where there's literally a finite number of these Stones of Ephemeral Eyes in the world that you can find. And, uh, you know, you're going to burn through them if you fuck up in co-op. So they become very precious and it becomes really a... Like, I know I, I spend a lot of time just kind of, like, getting, like, even I, like, did, like, random invasions or trying to get into random boss fights with other people to earn more of those because, you know, I was getting worried that Mark and I were running out by the end of that game. Uh, and here, that's not, I've got, like, 100 now. So I got, like, yeah. a huge pool of, you know, I can, we can die and fuck up as much as we want and um, come right back. It's not, there's not really a big price to it anymore. And... Man, those checkpoints are plentiful. Like, I really, I have not had. Okay, I guess some of the small kind of standalone dungeons have been like a little bit longer, where you go through a whole dungeon without a save point. 
but mostly it's just like a daisy chain of these safe points, these uh, um, grace bonfires, whatever you want to call them. And uh, yeah, you just so yeah, you just have to kind of make it like just make it to the next one. And if one of you dies, you just resummon, and you can go through the game pretty comfortably. It it's a much more pleasant co-op experience so far than I'm used. To. Yeah, Mark, there's like one think? of those like graces like every 500 feet or like a thousand feet. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I'm finally I'm kind of trying to follow an interactive map so that that's I'm kind of cheat, like cheating the game. <laughs> oh, you're you're already. I have not looked at a map at all. Oh yeah. That's why I have eight of those flasks and like plus three or four on the flask because I was trying to find all the stupid materials that I could easily enough. Right. How far I, do you guys think you are in the game? Not at all. Yeah. I mean, killed four bosses, two of which are major bosses. Uh, well, I'm at the point. I, I'm, I'm like, I, I tried to get up to this one isle or like land of the giants because of an one of the bosses, like. He's on the kind of this like mountain cliff, mm-hmm. or he's like I, I, he's like it's like a two tiered mountain where it's the bottom layer and the top layer. And if you run around him to the top layer, he will follow you. Mm-hmm. And if you jump to the bottom layer, kind of like fall to his death. Well, he won't even fall. Like the game scripting breaks, and he just yeah, he instantly dies. Nice. And he he has two forms, and like you can do that twice, and then he yeah, he just dies. But like to get to that mountain, the, the Isle of the Giants, or like the Land of the Giants, like you have to get so far in the game that it's like, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I know that we've uncovered maybe like a fourth of the overworld map, but no one covered a lot. I haven't covered a lot more just because mm-hmm. I was running around with that map I had. But yeah, yeah, or and it's hard to like trying to try to uh, coordinate with you, like because you don't you didn't have the map at the time, so you're like I'm under this bridge, and I'm like, what? That doesn't help me that much because there's a thousand. It's, like, bridges it's a giant broken bridge. How many of those are there in this area? A lot. <laughs> I, I was on a different one, and I showed you where I was, and you're like, I wasn't there at all. Right. But yeah, yeah uh, it's. When he, no, so I, I was going to say, like, when, he, when we find more time, we'll obviously play more together. Like, and it's fun to just to play in the open world, yeah. like co-op. Yeah, it's fun to just explore together. That's that's a really enjoyable enjoyable experience. Again, something I'm not used to from a Souls game. Usually in the Souls game, it's like, okay, I've cleared the way to the boss. And, you know, I just need like that last push or, you know, it's like a particular section of the dungeon that, you know, you're you're going in with a goal in mind, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, I'll just summon you and we'll hang out. Like, I've never yeah. done that before. Never done that before in the Souls. It was it just was too expensive to do it. But the only the bummer is like in, in co-op, you can't use the horse. You can't use the horse at all. And Let's make oh, it slower. You no, you can't use the horse at all. Nope. Okay. Like, it'd be nice if you could do, like, a co-op horse, or, you know... Oh, that'd be cool. So, that, uh, why can't each of you have your own horse? Uh, that would also be nice, but no. Yeah, no, I think it's... Maybe they just don't want people to desync by getting too far away from each other or something. I mean, you could have, like, a range. Yeah. With, the, with the horse, you cover a lot more ground. Yeah. Very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I don't really... I'm not bothered by it. Like, I'm so... You know, I ran all over fucking Assassin's Creed Origins for hours and hours and hours and hours. I mean... You had a horse in that game. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't using it a lot on like islands and things. I don't know. Most of the time, I wasn't using the horse. No. Are you? You're not thinking of. You're not thinking of Valhalla, are you? Did you? Have no. Horse? Origins. You had a Origins and Odyssey. You had horse. You know, you had animals. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I still. I don't. So far, I've not been like fed up with having to walk. To, right. Nothing is that crazy far apart from each other. Obviously, the horse is super convenient and unsatisfying, but. Well, plus the fact you can travel any graces. It is a worthwhile trade-off, and yeah, yeah. You just there are so many warp points that it really doesn't kind of don't even need it. 
Although in co-op, you can't use those either. Well, yeah, you can't fast travel while you're in co-op. But you can, actually, that's not true because we did it all the time. Because all you have to do is leave. Yeah. And briefly. Then... I, tr- I travel to the wherever next we're going next. And then I put you put your sign back down and I resummon you. Yeah. I've made it. But it's I, still a little awkward. But why? But why have that wraparound? Like I don't understand. Like the the the, yeah. the core player should be able to say, "Hey, we're gonna go here." Yeah, that I don't understand why you have to like do that circumventing to get that to work. Well, a lot of this is you know they intend you to kind of stay in an it, area. It's and, still and bad. Like game run design. it together until you die or whatever. So yeah. like this idea of just kind of min maxing uh, your experience. It's not something that they really want you to do. But what I do appreciate is that you can circumvent um, all that stuff now. It's not so... Lo- like, if you want to play it a certain way, like, sure, it's maybe a tiny bit more effort than in a normal game or, a, you know, a better design game, as the Horizon devs might call it. Uh, but, you know, it works. That's what that's what matters. It works really well, actually. Yeah. Really enjoying the co-op. Mark, what's your favorite boss so far that we've done? Uh... Probably that uh, the dragon one. Really? Yeah. No, okay. no. I meant I meant the guy with the dragon head. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Because every dragon or... so far for you has just been spam dragon from afar. Yeah. Which is not uh, Margot. But that's the yeah. Demon Souls experience. I remember spamming the dragons in the original Demon Souls with arrows back in the day, and like taking three hours to kill one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I think dedication I faced, there. I faced the dragon that Yan was talking about earlier alone in my game. And yeah, it took it took a while. Yeah. Well, you your issue is so Mark, of course, is working with a finite pool of magic. Yeah. That he has to refresh. So when he's in my game, uh, actually, again, it can be cheesed. Where if Mark runs out of magic, he can just drop out of the game, and I resummon him, and then he's got his magic again. Right. Wow. Uh, okay. But, but when the one, Mark is in the... <laughs> the, the one downside though is when you're when you in co-op, you're half rations po- yeah your potions get halved so i always have that's always been the case every souls game yeah that's dumb i sure i i do kind of agree with that though because it like makes it to where it t- keeps the like difficulty a little bit of yeah okay, and all, yeah. all of the things that people complain about it kind of keep the difficulty a little bit in, in yeah. their own way but um you know i'm used to that that's not that's not new uh, but you know, Mark, even with having double the, the flasks, your issue then becomes that you do not have, you can't just step away from a boss fight, refresh your shit and come back. Yeah. Like once you're in a boss, right. once you're in like an actual boss arena, you can't, you know, once you pass through a fog door, you're stuck there. But I mean, even with the outside bosses, right? Like with that dragon, you, you couldn't go to like a grace and refresh your shit and go back to the dragon. He'd fall right. well, that's, that's why I was helpful to, when I died. So that kind of, you know. And I ran back, then I was refreshed. Anyway. Yep, I'm sure there's people just tearing their hair out at how we're playing this game. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, my first thing is like, okay, I'm going to be level 100 before I do anything. <laughs> I'm going to grind levels for, like, the first 10 hours of this game. I'm only, I'm only like, level like 75, I think, so. Mm. Yeah. Well, to be fair, ton, uh, about 15 of my levels were just to get Arcane up. It's not even something I'm using yet. I just know that I'm going to find a katana that requires arcane that I want to be behind. Well, the, the, that katana is so far. I think it's after the big city, which I hear the city is huge, like the hugest area I've ever made. I have like half the key to that. I have to get the other half, and then the elevator opens. I need to look in that. So I, I know it's a med- So it's like that's like an elevator that requires a medallion. Yeah, and there's two pieces. And one is, I think, in the south of the map. 
Uh, both are it, tied to boss fights. You know that big dragon, the sleeping mm-hmm. one that you faced? Yeah, there's a there's you said there was a, a like a little dungeon there. Yeah. I like need right to find that of... location again. I don't exactly remember. It's somewhere in like that big swampy watery area. No, no, it's it's right above where your stupid boulder farming thing is. Oh, okay. It's like oh, the fort. sleepy dragon. Yeah, yes. Like fort something. The... Oh, man, the sleepy dragon. I've seen so the much conversation. The dragon that just stays asleep and then you just yeah. kill it. Although, I mean, Yen said you did it in like 45 minutes. Well, I, you know, you could have. I, I was an idiot. I didn't have a bleed weapon. The I yeah. now have a sweet, you know, I now have that... Uh, um, it's kind of cool. It's like a a, a a giant sword, but it scales with decks, which is very unusual for a giant sword in the Souls game. And it has like a heavy bleed um, attribute. So if I'd had that sword, I could have probably killed that thing in like ten minutes. But because I didn't, um, and I didn't like look up. I know people are talking about like use this item to get bleed damage on your weapon. It'll go much faster. I didn't do that. So yeah, but for for me, I killed it with magic. Well, magic only took off like ten percent of its health. And for the other ninety percent, it just was hacking away at it with like a dagger. Yeah, so it, took me like an, it took me like an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> you could have gotten, you could have farmed more souls than you got from that dragon just by running the boulders for them. Way more, actually. I don't care about the boulders that much. Like, I regret showing you that video now. <laughs> it's fine. That's every. I, I I end every Souls game at like one hundred and seventy or so. You with my melee characters. Wow. Because I just I need that. I don't know. I need that padding. That's a little bit extra padding there. Mm. Well, Mark, you got to the end of uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Yeah, I beat that. Yep. So you, you finally actually got to the Forbidden West. How does it compare? I, I like the first one more. Oh, oh I meant man. to Elden Ring, but uh, okay, to the first one? Yeah, okay. I, I mean, mean, that's kind of unfair to compare it to Elden Ring. <laughs> that yeah. was, uh, how does it compare to the original Horizon? I mean, it's not quite as good. It's still a, it's still a fine enough game. Uh what makes it worse? Uh, the skill trees. There's too many of them. I mean, there's six skill trees, and the original game had like three. They were still pretty big at the time. Yeah, but this game, like, it's like, oh, you can get in like robot master. I'm like, I, I barely do this in the game. Like, <laughs> can you even do you even get enough resources to level everything up by the end? Oh yeah, if you because every side quest gives you at least one or two like skill points. Oh wow, it's not, it's not tied to like exper- your experience level at all. I know there are a lot of optional side quests. Like yeah, insane amount. Same, you know, same as the first game. Uh, uh, the first game didn't seem quite as crazy. No, it. I mean, I beat this game, and there's like one collectible I never even found in the map. I, think I mean, only I think there's only three of them, but still, like I, you know, I spent sixty hours playing the game, and I never even saw one. <laughs> like of a, like of a type of collectible. Yeah. Okay. I think they call like war totems or some totem or something, but I never even saw one. Interesting. Uh, I think this the story in this is. I don't want to get too spoilery. It's not great about fulfilling like some of like Zero Dawn's story, you know? Hmm. Is like, it is it more we're going to a new area and dealing with new stuff instead of addressing the ending of the last game? Well, it's more like them just teasing you. So like one of the yeah. missions one of the missions is like you find a uh you find a guy who's been alive for forever. He's been immortal. And he's horribly mutated <laughs> in the like because because he's immortal, he's been horribly mutated, mm-hmm. and you don't actually see what this guy looks like. He's like hidden away in like an elevator, mm-hmm. and like a guy goes to like goes to see him. And he runs out screaming. It'd be and funny never... if it turned out to be the Wunsler. Well, well, you never see. You know, <laughs> then then the elevator like the, well, the elevator and the base blow up. Mm-hmm. But you never see what he looks like. So it's like what like this <clears> guy. <throat> this guy is important, especially if you played those games. Like he's like one of the key figures storyline. Mm-hmm. 
and you don't like you know it's just like such a like this thing how much does it drive the story forward in terms of character development narrative progression learning more about the world and what happened uh the world's interesting kind of uh her, i aloy i think has like a weird degression in this game like <laughs> although there is a cool uh you find another aloy clone <laughs> who's kind of cool uh she's like very uh sheltered and like she's been tortured hmm. so she's like very different from aloy even though it's the same voice actress and they look kind of you know they more or less look the same except aloy has like way crazier hair uh but yeah i guess you you compared her to lara croft in that third tomb raider in the last yeah because she's so single fo- uh, single-minded focus that you know she but, makes bad like, decisions you get a home base and you don't do anything with it it's like mm. crazy all mm. your all the other characters just like sit around or stand around did you max out one of the skill trees? What was your primary skill tree that you focused? Ranged. Mm-hmm. Ranged is so busted in that game. It's great. Like, yeah. I, I have a bow that, like, within two shots can tear off pretty pretty much anything. You love your ranged and, characters. And it's not even, like, fully leveled up. So Well, it's not even necessarily that it's ranged. It's just that even though they improved the melee a little bit, it's not that really... No. It's still much better to like, be ranged. If, if anything, melee is worse in this game. Because at least in oh, the really? old game, uh, you had, like, multiple spears. Or they, like... There were a few missions where it's like, oh, I'm going to upgrade your spear to do more damage. This game has none of that. Mm. Like, I think the, well, I think but the don't spear... they give you different, all different kinds of weapons instead? Well, yeah, but it's all ranged weapons. It's, you know, you have the same spear through the entire game. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. And th- there is a slot from additional spears, but you don't get any, like, at all. <laughs> well, there's a slot, but you don't get any? Is this like a DLC thing? Maybe. Or they just forgot to put it in. I, I don't know. Remember... Do you feel... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Remember that state of play. This isn't my review. I mean, my my review is like almost done. I have like just a, gonna write. But remember that state of play from like nine months ago. It was like that that, that twenty minute gameplay demo where like Aloy yeah. is like, trying to rescue the guy. Uh that's not in the game at all. Really? And I don't mean like that. That area is in that like big robot woolly mammoth looking fucker is. But like that actual mission is not in the game. That okay, guy so made it for well. That guy just stands in your base or sits in your base all day getting drunk and wanting to play chess. It's you, Yen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but, like, it feels like they just yanked it out. Or because, like, it's it's so really abrupt that, like, he doesn't do anything. So mm. I, I wish the mission was in the game. Because that mission is also, like, very dynamic. Or, like, what, the, what they showed in that gameplay demo was, like, oh, the robots are, like, crawling around buildings and, like, following you up this, like, ruin and it's like that never happens in the game whatsoever like the robots in the game are actually kind of dumb uh yeah but west coast is cool does it feel like they're kind of trying to bridge it to a third game oh yeah a third game is definitely gonna happen because it ends on like the biggest cliffhanger ever oh that's i hate when they do that with games because nothing's ever promised it's like it's like i mean mass effect 2 ended on like a cliffhanger but i thought that was a very fully formed game this isn't, or not as much. So, yeah, it just ends in a cliffhanger. And I said, well, I'll, I'll probably play that, you know, five years from now on the PlayStation 6 or whatever, or whenever, the, you know, comes out. But It'll still be on PlayStation 5. Yeah, but it'll be like the yeah. busted version or, you know, half fully know. formed one. At the rate we're going, I don't. I think we're going to see PlayStation 5 for a while. Those those chips are not going to all of a sudden be more in abundance than they are right now. No. Yeah. Also, yeah. there's no way to respect your character, which that was kind of interesting, because it's like, what happens if you go down a path that you don't want to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seeing how nobody, or basically nobody, has been able to really experience the PlayStation 5 for the first two years of its lifespan, it only makes sense that it will be extended 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. I, I can't imagine them doing anything kind of, what do you think, like six years maybe? Oh no! I mean, it'll yeah. be they'll they'll come out with some PlayStation Five Slim probably four years from now. Well, a I mean, Slim, but a variant, sure. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like some kind of PlayStation Five Pro or something. Yeah, the variant always comes out like two years before the. Yeah, well, uh, uh, but yeah, else it, wanna... it's it's a good game, but it just too much, you know, almost too much of the same. It you know it reminded me a lot of like Far Cry, for like Far Cry Five. Oh God! Oh no! No! Don't Although say like that. the story is like infinitely better. Okay. So that, that does help, or it's not... Do you get whisked away to terrible hallucinogenic sequences that you can't escape or anything over again? No, <laughs> but, like, it just, like like I said, it just teases you about certain... Actually, there is a sequence that is kind of like that, but it just teases you t- so much about, oh, this this other evil AI is coming, toward, is coming to Earth. All right, I guess. <laughs> and also, like, the main bad guy gets punked out so hard, and it's hilarious. He, like, you don't, you don't even kill him like one of your buddies does. <laughs> So oh, that way, Aloy, he's probably yeah. just gonna reveal that he's not the main bad guy. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, but he's like he's like the leader of like the bat, like the, the the small spoiler I'll give is there are future humans that were off planet and now are coming back to Earth, and they're all evil or mostly. And okay. he's like the leader of these of this group, and he gets like you think like oh this this is the bat like the worst guy or you know the he's like the main the leader of the group, and he gets basically killed almost off screen. I will say the last boss fight is infinitely easier than Zero Dawn. God, I don't even remember the Zero Dawn final boss fight. It was like fight. a huge mech or like a yeah. huge like Weak Metal points. Gear Solid looking thing. <laughs> but this, I hated yeah. it. I, re- yeah. I remember that boss fight. I really disliked it. So this one's like, yeah, I beat it in like two or three tri- tries. Okay. But that's about it for me. How about how about you? How's Stranger Strangers in Paradise or whatever the hell it's called? Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Oh, have you actually been playing that? Yes. I oh, very agree. exciting. I'm- I'll, I'll t- yeah, I think Jens mentioned it. I tried the demo to this. I absolutely hated it. Why? Uh, I I felt combat was very clunky. Uh, I tried to play like as a mage and as like a warrior. The warrior, like the sword warrior, is fine. But like I tried to use like the knuckle guy, and I said like, this is bad. Hmm. And these bomb, uh, these bomb guys just keep killing me over and over. That that's the one I have never touched because I don't see the reason. So you know, it's just. Uh... I guess put this out there. It is very much everything that you see in the trailers. Uh, very campy. Very uh, the st- the story is all kind of bits and pieced out because you don't you're not walking around a world map. It's very almost reminds oh. me of like Final Fantasy Ten Two, <laughs> where there's a thing you go to it and then all of a sudden you appear in the world and then. They go to a little story section, and then you're going to go to the dungeon, and then you're in the dungeon, and then you walk around in the dungeon or whatever. But you're not going to walk around Cornelia or any of these other places mm-hmm. like you would in the original NES game. Uh, is there an overworld? Like, Is, is there like no. a map like a Neo? There's a world map, yeah, but okay. it's, it's segmented. Like, here's your mission. You go there. That sounds exactly like Neo. Yeah, that, exactly. Uh, that. That was something I saw in the demo when in like the first town is like there's like a, a, a or a uh, menu for like talk to people. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like it's, most, like it's like the most baffling thing in the world because you like talk to someone and like they like load up like a conversation sequence that this like random person and you're like why why are you doing this? Yeah, what? it feels so just kind of like they threw it in there mm-hmm. and it makes it look worse than when you walk around and find NPCs because not only that but you're gonna see the same NPC like three times. In that like eight 
sections of conversation that they have with different toggle in between. And then you have, if you actually complete a mission, you have the before the mission and then the after of most of those people, which is also just very weird. It's like, really? <laughs> like, why is this even in here? Um, so it is all about chaos and chaos and chaos, uh, figuratively and literally, uh, because you don't know if chaos is... They toy with the idea of chaos being a like thing of your imagination, like not necessarily actually there. And it, I'm guessing that at some point they find out that chaos is real throughout this. So I've only gotten to the... Um, I think it's still in the demo, like the third uh, world or whatever. Um, wow, the demo has that much stuff? Yeah, the demo has like at least I think three or four yeah. in it. Quick question. Yeah. Is this the same chaos as in Dissidia? Well, yeah, it would be the same <clears throat> looking. That's... It would have the same. You find him at the be- in the first uh, he's the first boss you find is what chaos looks like. So um, even though they think it's Garland, but it winds up being one of your companions that you uh, wind up having in the game. So what makes this work for me, which I, I totally disagree with Mark, is the combat I thought mm-hmm. was actually good in this game. And it's it's what makes this game stand out, other than the campiness and the just like it's so bad it's it's so good as so bad it's good kind of feeling that you get from but I l I like the combat of just being able to toggle between uh two di- you have two different builds going on at the same time. Uh, so you have like 23 jobs in the, uh, if you, it's not a very long spear grid for any of these jobs, at least from the ones that I've been through, uh, which I've been through the complete one for the mage and the, uh, the, the, he has the great, so I don't remember what his name is. It's not the warrior. Cause you get the warrior one later. Uh, but, you. uh, so he basically, you can toggle, like you press triangle, which I'm playing on PS5. And you can go between the two at any point, anytime you want. Um, so you can go from beating up with the great sword, then switch really quick to being him up with the mace and have the mage and then throw fire at him and do whatever you want. You know, um, you can't control the other two characters. Uh, the only thing you can do is tell them whether you want them to go all out or just kind of do their stuff. Uh, they are actually pretty good. I didn't ever run into a problem where I felt like they weren't doing their job. So I will say that. They did uh, do well in, in giving you good AI characters uh, to deal with. You cannot change the job as so far that I've been through. I don't know if you can later in the game, but so far within the first three or four levels, you cannot change the jobs of uh, characters. They are those jobs. Um, like I said, I don't know if that happens later on in the game, but as far as I'm at right now, you can't. So uh, you can switch between them because I think you get like four different AI characters and you can only have three people in your party at once. It's Jack and then the other two characters, whichever you decide. Um, I th- it's like I think what the the aside from the combat, you also got like the great music. Obviously, um, this is not a very pretty looking game. It's not. It looks like it could have been on the uh, at times. It looks like it could have been on the the PS3. That's the way it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just there's times where it looks nice, but it's like it's not the Final Fantasy you're used to, where you you go to the cutscenes and it's like, oh my god, this is beautiful. Like Final Fantasy VII remake. It's not going to look like that. Hmm. You're not going to have those moments. This is very much like in the state of play where you saw the Valkyrie Elysium. It kind of look, it looks like that. Um, you know, so I like the characters. I like the way that Jack plays. It's very fun to play. It's not as difficult as, so that's one thing I'll say. Like the combat's not difficult. You see how the characters have their 
they're different attacks and you kind of have to learn what they're going to do. And then you realize, you know, which elements they're weak to. And then you kind of try to go off of that or which job they're kind of weak to. When you start attacking them, it'll tell you a weakness, weak or whatever. But I had fun. I have fun playing that. It's kind of like just like a mindless. All right, I can just go attack and whatever. I am going to get whooped by somebody if I don't pay attention because they'll sometimes, you know, get you in groups or whatnot. But I still have been enjoying it for the most part. The boss battles have a very big incline and difficulty expect. So there's that as well. Um, not to mention they will come after you. So it's not like you can just go sit back there and watch your, your other guys do their job. You have to kind of go after the boss, um, as well. So, uh, it's, it's something that I'm going to keep playing. Uh, it doesn't help that there's another like game that's coming out next week that I'm really interested in. So we'll see. I haven't even played triangle strategy yet. I have that game. I haven't played it yet. I've been playing, uh, this and, and tunic. So, uh, yeah, I I, def, I don't know that I would say it's worth like 60 bucks unless you're a huge Final Fantasy fan and you want to kind of know what a reimagining of Final Fantasy 1 would be. But definitely maybe when it gets down to like 30 bucks, I would yeah, say I, pick it up. I, I thought it was weird that a character can't jump. Yeah, a character cannot jump. So, yeah, that was uh, bad. That, and the level design is just... The level not, design makes it makes it seem like you should be able to jump. Right. Uh, so like but, in the first... In the first mission that you go into this, like, you know, uh, bombed out church or whatever, or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can go left or right. And, like, left is like, oh, you can go, if you take a step down, there's a treasure chest. And it's like, cool. I can't take a step back up. I have to run around again. Yeah, it's to get- very, it's extremely linear. It felt like Final Fantasy X. Like, there's sections that you're obviously supposed to go to that you can go up. And then if you can't go that way, you're never going to be able to go that way. Or you have to, find this um, thing that you have to kill in order for that to make the next step that you have to go to. Yeah. So there's that. And the save points make the creatures respond again. Yep. So when you use it, I I didn't like it does refill your health and refills your potions and everything else, but you don't want to, you want to make sure that you kind of found everything before you get there. Cause if you go backwards to try to find something, you got to go kill those same monsters again. So also, and, and the thing I played no Phoenix down, so like when I died, that was it. Even though I had potions still on me, right? Like the game should like auto re- resurrect you with like twenty. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you every time you run into a save point, you hit it and don't go by yeah. it because that's where you're going to resurrect. So yeah. to be fair, there are save points close to the bosses, so it's not like you're going to have to do a huge chunk of you know the section again if you die to the boss. It's usually like one little part where you might have to kill some enemies and you're right there at the boss again. So. It never feels like totally unfair or anything. What I liked is like they give you so much loot in this game. So like literally you'll go from, oh, I'm at level 11, whatever thing that you're wearing. And they actually wear what they have on constantly, like even in cutscenes. So whatever you decide to deck them out in and you can deck out your your other AI characters as well. That's what they're going to wear in the cutscenes. So that is kind of cool as like it makes it worth it to kind of play around and mm-hmm. and mess with that. Uh but they do I, it goes from like you might run to a level 14 thing and then a level 11 thing and a level 12 thing and you kind of some of them will give you like special attacks that you can use so you might want to like keep that one instead of just going for the next level of thing and they do have different uh attacks that you can use based on pressing uh R1 and then holding R2 and then different combinations so 
it makes it worth it. Especially like the mage character, you definitely get that difference of each one has its own element. So that makes it benefit to actually raise up the mage character. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the job system is good. The combat's good. The story is kind of whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's worth it. Just maybe not necessarily something you want to jump out and buy immediately. But then again, if you don't do that, Square will say that the sales were disappointed. Ah, they'll say that anyway. And no, you may not get a reimagining of anything else. It's a Japanese game, so whatever the sales are, they sell it till they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, Western I, games. I that they went, they did something different, right? Like with a Final Fantasy. So I hope that you know maybe this will inspire them to do that with other Final Fantasies as well. Make, make another Dirge of Cerberus too. I don't know about that. But sure. Um, I've also been playing Tunic. Well, hey, which, if you heard about the other big square game, talk about GP. Uh, no, not, <laughs> not buying that. I've, I've got Mario Kart and its new courses to play and bother with you wanna, that. You don't want to play uh, buy a fifty dollars mobile game? Nope, I'd rather not. Uh, so this game surprise launched on Game Pass. I figured it was going to wind up being on Game Pass because they would not let you buy the game until the day it came out. You could not pre-order. And of course, they waited till the day it came out to tell you that it was a Game Pass game because they had that Twitch thing that they showed the final trailer for. And then they were like, oh, it's on Game Pass. Uh, even though Finji had come out like, I think, five days before and said it wasn't. Uh, so the opposite of Death Store, where everybody thought that game was going to be on Game Pass and it was not, uh, this game actually ended up being on it. And it plays a lot like Death Store. Um, so the combat is very similar to Dark. It's actually, this combat is a lot more like Dark Souls than Death Store. Um, it's much slower. There's a stamina on the rolling, on the dodging. Uh, it has the old school Zelda equipping where you have the three buttons you have things equipped to, and the, and then you have to unequip things to then equip other things. Um, uh, dodge roll is always A, though, if you're using the Xbox. Uh, so there's that. Um, I love the world. I love that you can explore in this game. Obviously, the fox is really cute. Uh, so that, that helps things too. Uh, I, I just, I had to take the dodge. They do have accessibility things where you can take the stamina thing off the dodge roll. I took that off because that got on my nerves. Uh, I was like, you know what? This combat's kind of, it's a little bit, it's a little bit challenging. I, I don't need it telling me that I dodge roll three times and now I'm stuck and I can't do anything uh, for a while. So I took that off. But aside from that, I've really been like enjoying just finding things in the world and finding the switches and finding where you're supposed to go. And they had this cool little instruction manual that you get piece by piece. And it's in this like weird language that Tunic has itself. And it kind of tells you what to do, but it's also like lets you discover other things along the way. So you're kind of constantly finding something to figure out where that's supposed to go, like pieces of a puzzle or pieces in a dungeon or whatever. And like you figure out a little bit into the game, you figure out, oh, you can run by holding down a and then all of a sudden now he runs um they have this i it tells you you can block but i have yet to been able to block this game it says you can hold lt and then you're supposed to be able to hold rt and block that doesn't happen for me i just hold lt knock him down and then just dodge roll out of the way until you can kind of tell where his next attacks come but the boss battles are fun as well there's uh quite a few of those um just Man, I just love the way the game looks, and the music is great as well. Very much like this on that front too. So, if you have Game Pass or <clears throat> you just wanna, uh, you love this is much. So, you know, Death Store had the obviously Zelda inspired. This is much more of a 
love letter to Zelda. There's a lot more Zelda, especially the early Zelda game, uh, where you can see where that comes from. So if you are a Zelda game fan, like I have become recently since last year, this game is uh, for you for sure. So those are the two games I've been playing uh, mostly. Anything else besides Elden Ring for you? Uh, nope. That's it. Just Elden Ring. All right. So let's get into talking about stuff that has been happening uh, in the news here. So, yeah, um, I'll leave the, the Ori stuff for a little bit because that was not something I thought we were going to be talking about. And then all of a sudden, in the last couple of days, it's all of a sudden just exploded onto the scene of yet another studio that is apparently not great to work at. What do you know, folks? Not not a great thing. But hey, I know you're excited about this, Jens. The next mm-hmm. saga of The Witcher. Ah, uh, yes. And it's being made in Unreal Engine, not the Red Engine <laughs> that the other games were made in. It's like, don't worry. We're not using the Red Engine this time. It'll be fine. You know, because uh, Unreal Engine games are always perfect. Yep. Yeah, especially using the new Unreal Engine 5, so you know it's <clears> going to be looking good and looking good on the consoles as well. Well, yeah. Uh, hope, hopefully that'll, yeah. Uh, they'll uh, be able to figure out how to use that to the best of its potential. Um, you know, I'm one of the defenders of Cyberpunk. I didn't think Cyberpunk was horrible. Um, but, you know, obviously I'm hoping that they're going to learn a lesson and finish the next Witcher before they put it. I would think so. They were very adamant that there is nothing being decided on about what is in this Witcher saga. It is not called mm-hmm. Witcher 4. It is a brand new saga. It's not going to be exclusive to a system, at least as of yet. Uh, they they had a laundry list of stuff that they said, like making sure nobody posts this and puts this in a hmm. news uh, news story. We did not announce any of these things today. We just said that we're basically working on the next whatever Witcher is going to be. Mm-hmm. They should have Henry Cable voice uh, Geralt. You think they would pay that money? Sure. No, we we the current Witcher. Firstly, the Witcher story. I don't know if you finished Witcher 3, Mark, no. but um, while there is room to continue with Gerald, it also sets up uh, it sets Sorry. up new things. It sets up series story and her pretend. I mean, depending on what ending you get, I don't want to spoil anything. There are, there are multiple endings, but several of those endings offer room for um, continuing yeah. with new character. I kind of see this as like maybe just a, like a straight reboot. So, yeah, I mean, if they just do, you know, the one where okay. Siri obviously there's obviously a version of this of Witcher Three where Siri could, becomes a Witcher at the end. So that seems like the obvious. I mean there are other endings for Siri as well, but they could pick it up there. Yeah, I mean it could be exactly like Mark says, because it's not like, you know, the first Witcher is super playable for a lot of people. I think uh, it's pretty anyone. darn playable. Uh I mean, I don't know about you, but no, I'm not the first, the first Witcher is really rough because it's still running on the old uh Neverwinter Nights engine. Yeah. Oh, you mean oh, when you say the first, you mean the first first winner? Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. Oh, yeah, the PC. Uh, yeah, the, the um, there's especially there's like a particular boss fight in the first Witcher that's like an insane difficulty spike where most people drop off. Yeah. Um, two I thought was kind of had you know more actiony but pretty clunky. See, I thought I mean to me two is my favorite of the of the two I've played. Oh no I mean, way! That's, that's not like saying much, but it also has I, a terrible I, map. I, like, finished I could, I could find things in Witcher 3. I said, well, I, I, I mean, finished 2. I didn't finish 3. I'm yeah, sure well, 2 is... 2 is shorter. Uh, yeah, shorter. Say. You just Mark just gave up because he doesn't like the Bard character. No, because like, I, I didn't even see him. You mean Dandelion? Yeah. No, I didn't even see him because they're like, 
here it's like find dandelion it's like okay you have to take undertake 15 missions to find them yeah it's just it's like, dude, kind of you are undertaking a million billion missions over the course of the game what do 15 missions matter because <laughs> it, it just felt like elongation for like no good reason like yes yeah, i stuff. mean and most of that game is like that really isn't it yeah, I just I feel like yeah, you you're in that town for about ten hours of game, and you do a bunch of stuff in it, and at the end you find dandelion. I don't see how that's any more boring or less compelling or whatever you want to say than any other like long quest chain of which this game has made. Because like think about I I would, I would compare it to Witcher Two, where it's like if that was a mission in Witcher Two, it'd be like okay, you just go out into the smallish game world, find him, and drag him back, and that's it. It's not. Or like maybe like one mission to go rescue them. There wouldn't be like fifteen. I prefer a concise game than one that is overly long. Well, you can compare. This is uh, this is some bullshit because you love that last Assassin's Creed game, which is the most bloated thing I've ever seen in my life. No, because it's it's better than Odyssey for damn sure. Okay, <laughs> I, I mean I finished Odyssey, bloated. but I, I did a tiny percentage I, of it. I, I finished Odyssey as well, and when I finished Odyssey, I realized I hadn't gone like fourteen of the maps. Or, you know, map squares. Anyway, a lot of Witcher is, is optional, and, you know, I think the quest design, the story, and the writing, and everything about it is good enough to sus- actually sustain the 150 hours, because it's 150 hours of substance. It's not like 150 hours of busy work. So, I'm hoping for a similarly epic and expansive and impressive game as what yeah. Witcher 3 was, because Cyberpunk was not it. Cyberpunk was like a little 20-hour, you know, typical open-world city game. I mean, but if CD Projekt Red thought they had a lot of pressure with Cyberpunk, imagine what that pressure is like quadrupled deliver on so you think the that, next Witcher. Yeah, I guess they're under extra pressure now after the last fuck-up. Or maybe, maybe people have lowered expectations. I kind of have lowered expectations. I don't know, but Witcher, especially if you're going to be releasing Witcher 3 on the you know current-gen consoles and all that stuff, giving people like a fresh... Mark just know, wants... Mark wants the equivalent of the um, what's that Street Fighter the movie the game? That's what you want. You want like your Henry Cavill character model and your whoever plays. Uh, well, um, it's funny. I I, 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 and... I get I haven't seen any of that show, so I can't even touch the show. Okay, it's good. It's not a bad show. I mean, the production. I've heard value season two is there. not that good though. Okay, I love season one, but I've heard season six. Uh, I, I haven't nose watched dive, season two which... yet. Really like season one. Yep. Uh, well, uh, I've, I've been trying to delay it, but we must talk about it. Mm-hmm. I guess to kind of lead into it, apparently Ubisoft was so inspired by Ori that they're making a 2.5D Prince of Persia game. Uh, so, that's, a li- that's a lie. Yeah. And that's not all. They're making apparently 20 different Ubisoft titles, which three of them include the Crew 3, folks. Well, I don't know why we're making the Crew 3, but sure. Uh, the, the crew too somehow did well, or they the crew, they, they, they they keep adding things to the crew too. Even though I don't know how many people are really playing that game. Uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising getting a sequel. Okay, I'm totally down with that. I really enjoyed the first game and Assassin's Creed Rift, which is supposed to be that. Isn't that supposed to be the? It's like the in, new spin off. In- like the new mini games. Basically. Oh, the new mini. Okay, I think I think at least plus the Assassin's Creed Infinity was supposed to be the uh, it's like a big one service Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh. So and then they got that Roller Champions game, which apparently got delayed to late spring. I wouldn't be in that much of a hurry because you know with Riders Republic was kind of like a very polarizing game. A lot of people love that game. A lot of people can't stand that. Game. 
I Ubisoft keeps trying to make these like big sports games and and they or even like racing games and they never do well. Well, like just extreme sports, like or these sports that like you know are not in, in the you know upper echelon of the major sports, right? Like uh, steep and Riders yeah. Republic and uh, Trackmania, and uh, then you get this the Roller Champions. All right, well we're gonna find one that sticks. Uh, we'll see if that's the case. Even though I, there are a lot of people that are kind of excited for this, but We'll see if that actually releases this year or not. Well, uh, since, you know, Moon Studios actually made Ori, made two Ori games. According to VentureBeat, you know, Jeff Grubb's joint over with uh, Mike Minotti, they have a report. And, of course, also on Twitter, you can see various developers from Moon, that have worked at Moon Studios uh, talking about how oppressive and sexist and weird and... A lot of things. Uh, this studio is, of course, they're headquartered in Vienna, Austria. Uh, they were founded in 20, uh, 2010 by Thomas Mahler. And I don't know how to say that first name. Perhaps uh, Jens Genedi, Genedi, Carol. And of course, <laughs> sorry, I'm not, uh, not going to pretend that I know how to say that name. I, it's uh, never struck me. like That is not a French name that I know off the top of my head. Like other than just how it's written, which Genity is as good a guess as mine. There you go. Uh, so one of the main things they kind of focus on is apparently they have this feeling of like not wanting to be censored, uh, which a lot of workplaces that go, oh, you have to freak your mind. You wind up not. And somehow it winds up exactly what, what happens with here with Moon Studios. So the two developers, the two main guys end up chatting basically with each other at free will. Uh, during these meetings with other people that work at the studio and they're just like talking like nobody's around like things you really shouldn't be saying at work like just oh nobody cares what you think oh you're retarded oh i really need a woman oh like it's just like really <laughs> i mean you know it's like oh we're a no bullshit studio so we just kind of need to say what we want it's like y'all y'all are also the bosses like you have to act like bosses also like it's it's not not the way you should be uh, really acting. I mean, of course. And then they had this thing against the media for some reason. They don't like to talk to the media at all. Um, is that is that one guy the the press sneak fucks guy working there then? <laughs> I I don't know, but like somebody tried to tell them that they won game of the year at an outlet, and they were like, didn't care. Told mm-hmm. them uh, who cares what you think anyway. It's like really. Um, Apparently, the new game, which is codenamed Forsaken, uh, Mahler insisted that the main character's origin story needs to revolve around rape because that's going to inspire. Uh, uh, like, it's like, that, that reminds me of that horrible <laughs> shooter I played in the Xbox 360 with the animals. Uh, I, forget what, I forget the name of it, but it was terrible. And that was like a very sexual harassment type of story or like involved yeah. like animal rape. And rape like, is the only way that they can... Um come up with developing a strong female character Uh, it's like well she's you know hardened on a revenge kick whatever i mean there's a tomb raider reboot (laughs) uh tomb raider reboot i mean it kept that was just they kept putting her in kind of uh you know bad situations but there was it never quite went that far i mean i think that there was it was like a little bit of like a you know, some guy got kind of rough with her in the beginning, and then she murdered absolutely everybody in that camp and continued to murder a couple hundred more people. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, it certainly like, was impactful in the beginning. Like, I, I all that stuff worked really well in like the first hour of that Tomb Raider game, and then not. Then you became numb to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's probably how uh, many of these workers at uh, <laughs> studios they kind of just become numb to the whole thing. But I mean, it's just this is not it's not great when you have so many people leaving this studio constantly and then coming out and saying not so nice things about it. And then also it's like the one studio that everybody kept saying, why is Microsoft not acquired this studio yet? Why is Microsoft not acquired them yet? Like, don't you want them to keep making Ori games and other games for you? And then after you kind of read and there is, I honestly could not do a TLDR of how expansive this report is by Jeff Grubb and VentureBeat. There is so much in that. If you want to go read it, go to VentureBeat and go look at it. There is so much that they talk about in various things that have happened to different workers at that studio. And we would be here for a whole another hour, just me trying to detail half of what that says. Um, It's not like... It's not to the extent of like Activision Blizzard, but it's still pretty bad. And then, of course, you know, Moon Studios has actually at least said something, right? Um, they they were defending themselves in this, but it really says a lot about, yeah, Microsoft knew they were like this. So this mm-hmm. is why after Ori 2, they kind of just wiped their hands and said, all right, we don't need you anymore. Uh, Private Division, if you want to bankroll them, then go do it. But we're not going. Well, hey, they they say that uh, Ubisoft ripped off Ori for this, for their new Prince of Persia. Maybe Moon Studios are ripping off Ubisoft for their sexual harassment policies. Uh, oh, Lord. Uh, not, yeah, neither one of those things is uh, is something you want to be involved with. It's just like, and and then this statement as well is not really making them, they aren't necessarily like really absolving themselves a lot of this. It's like they just talk about how they wanted the studio to be a certain way. And then, you know, you're talking about, oh, well, we have team members from all over the world in 40 different countries. Um, you know, we wanted to make this a different kind of studio. And, oh, well, we, we came up with two award-winning games out of it. So, it, you know, it's just we're kind of like glossing over any of the stuff that people brought up and we're just kind of talking about other things involving the studio. I mean like, yeah, okay. You've been around for 12 years and yes, you tried to supposedly state that you deeply care about everybody that works there, but it's just like, if you did, you don't see anybody coming out and support and, and negating any of the stuff that people are saying. Right. So if you don't have anybody really defending the studio, what does that say? That most of the stuff is, is pretty spot on then it's sad to see that you keep hearing this more and more now even sony's getting accused of uh sexism by up to like eight different women now in a report um no one is it's uh, it's all coming out now of how the gaming industry has some bad really really bad practice uh, aside from just crunch ah uh, so we at least sony keeps doing positive things and encouraging studios to make uh, gains for them they have bought haven studio which i feel like it wasn't that long ago that we talked about haven studios being created and then sony putting some money in helping kind of like get that going mark and then here we go they've now bought haven yep it'd be nice it'd be nice if uh, something actually came out of this first but well i guess we'll see <laughs> i mean it's it's good for these uh 60 
members of the staff to have some security, uh, financial security anyway. Um, I guess we'll see what they're making. Well, they said it was like an online shooter or like online multiplayer thing, which doesn't interest me that much at all. It doesn't either me. And so far, Sony has not proven that they really know how to do that well. So that, that yeah. <laughs> every time they try to come out with one of these things, it doesn't necessarily maybe, do all that well. Maybe the studio is just uh, working on the next mag. <laughs> wow. Remember what, what was that? Like they were, it's supposed to be the first like game that could have like 64 players at once or whatever. No, I think it was like 256. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was 128, you know, player is player. So it was ridiculous. Uh, and then it didn't turn out that well. Yeah. So are you, uh, f- are you guys fans of Until Dawn? Well, that was um, fine. I didn't finish I it, it, but it was fun. Well, uh, I wasn't as big a fan of the, um, the dark. Anthology. Anthology, yeah. Yeah, we played that first one, and it was not great. No. But Until Dawn was pretty good for what it was. Yeah. Really good. I've heard, uh, I've heard that House of Ashes is the best one of the three that they've released so far of that series. Yeah, it's good to know. I need to get back around to it. I really like that style of game. I, I like the very cinematic kind of um, cutie adventure games. So yeah. I'm up for more of that. Well, they have a new game called The Quarry. You can watch the... The trailer is like two minutes long and they're pretty much just going to sort of follow the same kind of thing of Until Dawn. You know, you got uh, teens that are involved in this horror game that you're going to be making life or death decisions, you know, deciding who you're going to save, any relationships. Uh, there's uh, nine camp counselors that you play as. And, you know, of course, anything can happen at that point, And you kind of decide how the story is going to go. So, and you will be able to play with friends online as well. So you can kind of have like a, uh, I guess, sort of online couch co-op experience. And they do have some, uh, a good cast here. Uh, David Arquette, uh, Ariel hey, Winter. Hey, right there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Hey, he did come back and do that, that screen. Movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ed Ramey. Yeah. Another Ray Lister. Brenda Song. Oh, Lance Henriksen. Yeah. Uh, so I can't yeah, wait for I'm, the, very tired Lance Henriksen acting performance. <laughs> Would not be surprised. But I, I'm just glad that they're they're making a game like this again. Hopefully it can uh, do well, at least. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see if it actually comes out this year or not. They're pretty good at hitting release dates. I mean... I mean, yeah. It's just... It's, it's weird. Like, you know, there's been games that supposedly were supposed to come out 2023, and then now they moved them up, and then there's games that were going to come out this year, and they delayed them, so we've had kind of all things all over the place uh, so far with with game releases. Uh, but it has been already been a uh, stacked year that so they keep releasing stuff in this year. My wallet is is crying already. Uh, speaking of, they want you to spend a lot of money on WWE Superstars 32K22, including uh, the DLC. Uh, I don't know that I want to spend money on Logan Paul and Machine Gun Kelly, but sure. How dare uh, you? Call yourself a wrestling fan? <laughs> do that uh but hey you can you can buy cactus jack yokozuna british bulldog the whole nwo which uh rest in peace scott hall uh who passed away recently yep um you know the boogeyman vader currently a new hall of famer uh stacy keebler hurricane and you know uh ronda ronda rousey even an rvd so there you go mark i'm sure you're raring to go buy you some dlc for this I mean, I've heard the game actually like 
is a step up from the last one, but it's like, well, yes, yeah, you couldn't get it. I, I mean, like <laughs> the last one was so bad that you can't do any worse than that. Like you said, it's um, uh, yeah, the the folks at Last Word reviewed it. Uh, he really seemed to like it. He's a wrestling fan. He also writes for the wrestling site. So um, it's not a perfect game by any means. Uh, Randy is enjoying it as well. He said he's, he's been liking it. So um, there's that uh, endorsement too. I'm sure if you're a WWE fan, you have already bought this and you're you're playing and everything. But it does have me kind of, ah, if it, it goes down in price, I might think about it because I always love GM mode at least. Definitely want to so check like, that out. You get it like two months from now? Maybe, maybe two or three months. If I mean, I mean, that's when, that's when it goes down in price. <laughs> yeah, true. It is two K. They don't they don't waste too much time in in having their sales happen. I wouldn't be surprised if like Borderlands or not Borderlands, uh, Tiny Tina, uh, which comes out in a couple of days as well, uh, is yeah. uh, doesn't go, it goes down in price pretty quick. Uh but that said, I am kind of excited for Russell Quest, which is kind of it looks like like a golf story, but wrestling. And it actually has like known wrestlers like Macho Man, Jake the Snake, DP, Booker T, Andre the Giant, that kind of thing. Uh, just from watching the trailer, it kind of looks interesting. I'm I'm down for this existing. Definitely play this though, because it's more of a kind of narrative tinge instead of just ah, let's play a wrestling game in WWE. So, uh, did any of y'all watch that Harry Potter? Nope. Set of play? No. I thought the game looked interesting i mean like they did a good job of if you like harry potter you'll definitely get uh, that um but i don't know i don't know with uh not having any of the characters from what you harry know potter. of yeah from <laughs> harry potter it's just like it feels kind of you're missing what made it great so well like those uh shadow mortar did pretty well i mean it had gone yeah. but first one yeah Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game, and it's surprising that it's actually going to come out in 2022 now because they had said previously it was going to be delayed to 2023. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's uh, more surprising they're making a Switch version. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know how that's going to run natively, but you can't run Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. All right, sure. <laughs> um, I, Yeah, I, it looked... There was a lot in that. It felt like it kind of went on forever, honestly. But, man, it felt like you're definitely going to get your money's worth if you want to be in that Harry Potter world, I guess, which I enjoy Harry Potter, but I don't know if uh, I would be getting this game. But hey, uh, maybe, uh, you know, I know Mark just loves him, that Dino Christ. So oh, yeah. he's excited for that Exo Primal. Only the third one, the Jetpacks. Right. <laughs> Apparently, the, one of the producers of Dino Christ is heavily involved in this game. Yeah. So maybe that's why they decided to have it look like it was and then fool everyone and call it something else. That's like, <laughs> I get that, like, there's not, it seems like the, the Dino Crisis fandom is louder and there's really not that many fans, but I don't know if we're remaking like every single Resident Evil, why not at least remake yeah. one of the Dino Crisis? Because they only made like two good, they only made three Dino Crises and only like one and a half of them is good. Okay. Uh, I will say they made, they helped uh, Forspoken after the delay. I thought this was the best trailer we of that game. Are you, are you uh, interested in this at all, uh, Jens? No. No? I you mean, like okay. Real, you don't want real life Final Fantasy, or like the Isekai of Final Fantasy. Basically. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> Literally, drop her into a world with dragons and stuff. I, I, I like the my, powers and stuff that she does, and then apparently there's this ring or something that like talks to her hmm. the whole time. Whole time. Uh, I will say I was excited for the Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection. 
Although yeah. I don't know why we need to have like four versions of the same game. But sure. Which game? Tournament Fighters? Yeah, Tournament Fighters. They're they're all different. They are very different from one another. Okay, they are all right. Yeah. So this is a collection of all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games? Yep. Yeah, even, even the NES games and the Game Boy games. With the, online the, the Platinum Games one? No. No, not that one. And these, not are the, the, these are the good Turtles games. Mm. Yeah, not the Nick either. There was I one, I forget which one. There was one on 360 that had an easy 1,000 uh, achievement points. No, not that one. Either. Yeah. These are okay. all the old Yeah, old it's just games. NES. And like, you know, it's NES to that era. The arcade game, uh, Tournament Fighters, all that, even the Game Boy games. Hmm. Uh, are you going to get back into Returnal for the survival mode? Probably not. No? And, yeah, I was hoping... I got my hopes up that it was going to have proper co-op, and I got briefly excited, and then Mark was like, no, it's just like a wave mode. I was like, uh, I, I know, like, you would think that that would add a lot more to the more to the game, to have co-op. And- I would think yeah, it would also about- make narrative sense, since there's, like, different versions of the same person in this world. Yeah, but they don't, well, they don't coexist, like, on the, you know, you're not sure, running but- into each other. Or yeah, in, but they into- could run into each other. You could, you could, you could uh, cannon your way around. Yeah, I, I mean, in the game, it this free update did come out today. So if you know you are wanting to go play the survival mode or campaign co-op, you can do that. No, well, this is campaign co-op. Yeah, but I the, think it's limited uh, to just that tower thing. No, no, this is the the tower thing is the survival mode. This mm-hmm. is it actually does have campaign co-op in it. Oh, then Mark lied to me. Well, that's oh, good. I, I didn't know. I thought I thought it was just I thought it was just that thing. But if that's yeah, the case, then yeah, that'd be fine. Because looks like Returnal Cop is back on the menu, boys. Yeah, yeah. So it'll have to be after. Like, you to play once, running. not like the not like that. It's a roguelike, and then ignore completely. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Risk of Rain too. But that's the Risk of Rain was like it was asking us to run the same stupid encounter over and over again. Uh, I got news for you. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's gonna happen here too. <laughs> Uh, um, I was excited for the the fact that there's a new Valkyrie profile game, but then it basically looks like Dragon Guard, uh, Dragon Guard, and I was like, well, this was not what I was expecting. But it does again to like. I mean, it, it does kind of look like Near as well, which I know you love. Yeah. Oh, so. Well, I like Dragon Guard as well. I I played I, the last it, one. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. That will hopefully be good. I, well, I'm trying not to get uh, my hopes up too much about things these days. Not after, uh, I don't know, Ghostwire Tokyo seems pretty disappointing. That's been getting some like weird reviews. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Jess from Giant Bomb really dislikes it. Yeah. Yeah, I've well, seen a lot of people that did not like it. Elden Ring is like one of the few things I can, a few games I can think of that have actually like lived up to the hype completely. Yeah, I mean, you could say Elden Ring like surpassed the hype. Actually, I yeah, haven't... there's I see a lot of conversation where people are just like, "Wait, this is so much bigger and more expansive and so in depth than I could have possibly expected." Yeah, I mean, like I have not seen a game like take over the zeitgeist like that in a while. Like where like everybody's talking about it, everybody wants to play it. Even in my office, there's like four people mm-hmm. playing it right the now. La- uh, the last game I can think of is like Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing yeah. also that was giant, but I didn't like it, so I did not think it lived. Yeah, I, I did not yeah. think it lived up to the hype. I mean, at all. I think oh, that also was helped by the pandemic. And uh, th- th- all three of us didn't like it. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, man, it had it had so much, so much hype. Yeah. And then you, uh, like, once you demo out the island, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do now? And it's like nothing. So where where is your hype level for Gotham Knights now that it's going to come out this year? Zero. Mm. Zero. Because mm. I don't think like. I didn't really like how Arkham Knight was developed. Uh, you know, I didn't like really like that game per se. Like it, the direction yeah. was kind of weird. 
Well, the so direction that like, series has gone to being increasingly bloated yeah. with dumb collectibles and challenges and just things that clutter up your experience in an unpleasant way. I love like Arkham Three. Asylum. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, Arkham Asylum was like a perfect, kind of hit the perfect balance, um, the sweet spot of all that stuff. And uh, while I like the open world in whatever the second one was, Arkham, was City. Arkham City. City, thank you. So City and then Night. And I'm not even. I know there's another like a. Well, this, this is origins. actually where this is where that com- this has come from. Is uh, yeah. this is the uh, Arkham Origins? So. Oh, Arkham Origins. That's the worst one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> and like the the premise of the game is like, oh, Batman is dead. So right. you know, Nightwing, Bat, you know, Batgirl, right. and two other people, Robin, pretending Gotham. But it's like, yeah. okay, first of all, Batman's not dead. I, I don't care what they say. Like at the end of the ga- goddamn game, it's going to be revealed that he's alive. Yeah, there's no way they're going to not have a Batman. Yeah. Well, we'll have to find out if we're bad enough dudes to save Batman. I, I, get, I mean, of the two, I'm, I'm, I'd be a little more excited for that Suicide Squad game. Yeah, that know? seems more interesting. Because at least, like, each player, like, will play differently. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't like Arkham Knight. You know, Arkham City just felt like too much. And then Arkham Knight was, here's a bunch of bad mechanics on top of it. You can drive the Batmobile in a really shitty control scheme. Right? Batmobile's terrible. No, there's people who defend the bad movie, but there's also people who defend the whatever the vehicle was in Mass in the first Mass Effect. The the oh yeah, damn it. Yeah, I can't remember it, but yeah, I mean it got it was better in Mass Effect, you know, the remake or you know. Yeah, but still no. Well, I I still you know there's you're gonna find somebody who likes that for pretty much anything, but no. Well, we do know oh, the that makeup. Not... That was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we don't know what we do that know. Mass we're not gonna get. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. No, go on. We aren't going to get Dead Space. Not that I really thought this was going to come out this year. Dead Space. Uh, That'd be nice. As what soon as nice I saw thing? it, it was coming out in 2020. It does not look like it's ready. I mean, they showed the 20 minutes of gameplay. That looked pretty cool and everything. But Has Forspoken moved out of uh, 22? Forspoken is October 11th, though. Okay. Okay, good. So. Still still good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Since we're all, since three of us uh, give a an update to this get in here really quick so here is how this is going uh randy is kicking everybody's butt mm-hmm. right now uh with 85 points well it's um, just because he has a lot of games that have come out you know yeah he has like three or four games yeah also with very high scoring everything like in like the high 80s pretty much yeah yeah he's, I mean, he's, he's made good picks and i didn't think that uh gran turismo 7 was going to be anything but it's also in the high 80s well, that'll be going yeah. down probably eventually. Well, they're not going to undo those scores, though. That's the thing. Uh, it's, it, it would if it was, you know, counting user scores that continue to fluctuate because Grand Turismo keeps adding, you know, Dumb more shit. and more microtransaction things mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and, and being down, so you can't actually play the goddamn game. Oh. Yeah, that too. Anyway, so Ran- yeah, Randy's kicking everyone's ass with Elden Ring and a bunch of other high-scoring things. Yeah. Uh, Jens is in second right For now. now. Uh, which, no, no, Sean, Sean picked Elden Ring. Yeah, well, that's what's carrying my butt right now. Is uh, oh right, Randy is Horizon, play. right, and a bunch yeah. of other. Yeah, yeah. You okay? So you have four. You have Triangle Strategy, which is doing decently, and then the Crusader Kings three uh, DLC. Almost, yeah, almost all of my games are doing decently. The only disappointing one is Shadow Warrior. I was really yeah. hoping that Shadow Warrior, because the last Shadow Warrior two was really good, so I thought. If it's as good as Shadow Warrior 2, I'm going to be fine. But no. Right. Uh, I did drop um, Ghostwire Tokyo and replace it with 
Returnal DLC. I feel a little bit better about that. You got lucky on that one that you did it quick enough. Yeah. Uh, no, the warning signs were all were there. Mark, however, fell prey to the Babylon's Fall being absolute trash. Well, <laughs> you should have never been on that to begin with. That was insane. Don't worry, yeah. Square's going to fix it up eventually. I uh, I don't think so. The fact that they're having to come out and do damage control is not great. What are uh, they doing? For, what are they doing for damage control? They're trying to like they're, like ask people like, what do you want the graphics to be? Like, do you think they should be better? Oh, and yes. they're coming should, out and being like, oh, the game's not dead. The game's not dead. They really should just go back to the old art style before the last. Because I remember that game looking awesome, and then I looked at the reveal trailer like a couple months ago and was like, what happened? You know, they they went. I don't know if this is like a fuse situation where they just decided like, no, make it yeah. weird and cartoony with horrible textures. Yeah. And then uh, Jed has been saved by the fact that he betted against Mark. Yeah. Uh, and for Babylon's Fall, um, that dang uh, that Dawn of Ragnarok DLC is doing okay. Um, but then Daniel suffered by uh, counterpicking Gran Turismo Seven, and he's got two points right now because of that. Mm. Um, but Mark has negative fourteen. Ooh. So. Yep. <laughs> um. That's uh, how you I know have... that you're not. You could have easily dropped the Babylon's Fall in time, but you decided yeah. to drop it after it was already re- already. Re- yeah, it's, it's funny digging through the history and just seeing yeah. like Mark tried to drop Babylon's Fall, rejected. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Although I got like dead spaces on my list now, and I can't. I don't think I can drop that because. You know, well, no, you can because it may not because it's not releasing. You can actually yeah. drop it. I'm yeah. the one who's screwed if any of my games don't come out because I've used all my money. My budget's gone. Oh, you can't drop if I guess I can drop, but yeah. I guess I yeah, but then it's just I guess you're just taking a zero on that. Don't, don't worry, I'm sure right. Bayonetta three will finally hit this year. That's the thing is I did end up putting Bayonetta. I, I'm I was too confident about Bayonetta three. I don't think that's going to happen now. In fact, I think Platinum is not that long for this world anymore. We'll Plus, see another company, Clover Studios two. I don't know. Yeah, I mean we'll definitely see because there's still that big uh, E3 type. Uh, announced, you know, direct from Nintendo around the June time. I hope and pray that that I'm wrong and Bayonetta 3 comes out this year and is amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so, so far, this is what the standings uh, look like. We have Randy just running away with it with 86 points. Uh, first, uh, Jens is in second with 42. I'm right behind him in third with 38. Uh, and then we got Jed with 34. And Daniel with two and Mark with negative 14. So uh, maybe Mark will make the big comeback. We don't know yet. Uh, you have to actually take this thing seriously. Yeah, I'm not. So that helps. That's, yeah. <laughs> Might as well be the I guy mean, who auto-picked everything. I, yeah, I don't. I never played a fantasy like, league or game in my life like this, so I don't care. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that, well, You know, you learn. It's okay. Um, and also, not surprising, but they delayed Advance Wars 1 plus 2. Uh, due to the what's going on in Ukraine, so uh, good on Nintendo. Oh, is that a Ukraine uh, developer? No, no, but no. It's, it's the whole it's, and like the Russians are the bad guys in the in the game, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's oh no, directly. oh, are, are they delaying it because they think it'd be triggering? Yeah, or exactly. they want to be respectful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's some bullshit. Like the Red I, Army in the game are like the Russians, essentially. You know, he's going to be upset. If I was living in the Ukraine, I'd be happy to play a new Advanced Wars to distract myself from all the horror and kick some Russian ass. Well, I, I think it's different in that, like, triangle strategy is very fantasy-based. This has, like, and stuff like that. Like, I think it, like you said, it's triggering. It's, they're trying to be respectful, you know. 
nobody was demanding that they do it. It's just Nintendo kind of just decided that they were going to do it, and you know they did. So I don't like it. Uh, we'll see. I mean, that I could still be going on by the next the time when they were going to release it next time. Oh, I, mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't like it, but I understand it. You know, yeah. nah, bad idea. So I mean, that, that's, that's also why the, the war is also why Bayonetta three isn't going to come out. You think so? If there's one thing the brave people of the Ukraine need, you Bayonetta. Well, I mean, we know that that's probably really going to delay uh, Stalker 2 because they are Ukraine-based. Oh, yeah. St- Stalker right 2 is there. a definitely. That's the other. I dropped. I had Stalker 2. I dropped Stalker 2. Yeah. So, I mean, that one's probably definitely not going to come to this, this point. Mm. Well, I don't think I need to tell too many people that next this week, what's left of it, has some pretty big releases uh, coming because you all are probably already know. In fact, right now, today, Rune Factory 5 comes out just for the Switch. A memoir blue, which is going to be on Game Pass, but also comes to like everything else, which is the next uh big Annapurna joint that people are excited about. Um, Relayer, that mech RPG strategy game, comes out on the 24th, and then the triumvirate of big games coming out on the same day. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, which, like, as Jens and Mark both noted, apparently not the big hit that they thought it was going to be. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, Bethesda kind of sometimes goes that route, right? They have those big games like Deathloop that do great. Yeah, and then they have the Shinji Mikami we're talking about here. Yeah. I heard that uh, that girl, uh, the former game director, is like barely in the credits. Yeah, she really didn't. I don't know how they, many of her They really changed the game after she Yeah. Learned. I'd be curious. To, like, she would never do it, but I'd be curious to interview her and to see, like, what was her original design for that game or what was her yeah. vision supposed to be. That would be very interesting. I'm surprised you guys are not wanting to co-op Tiny Tina's Wonderland. No, we played Borderlands surprised. 3, and that, yeah. that killed it for us. We, like, barely finished Borderlands 3 and didn't finish any DLC. Because, they, like, the gameplay in that game was kind of functional, more or less. Yeah. But, like, the personality is ass, and we muted the voices. Oh, that's not great. Because And she's, like, one of the worst defenders in that game, so... I'm not, I'm not a Tiny Tina hater. I think there are much worse characters than her, especially in Borderlands. Yeah, maybe. I'm kind but. of intrigued by the fact that, you know, you use magic and stuff, and it's not so much all shooting, but... Well, you're shooting magic. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just like playing Hexen or something. Yeah. Oh, I loved Hexen, though. Oh, it was great. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is one of my most anticipated games of the year, so I'm excited for... Mm, in a couple of days. Fantasy? Oh, well, uh, one thing I picked up mm. is I picked up a boxed copy of Kirby Superstar. Ah, there you go. That's a, that's a great one right there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got that. All three of those games coming. Uh, so, and then Crusader Kings is coming for the next for the consoles, so PS5 and mm-hmm. I'll lose the so. to that as well. <laughs> yeah, I uh, been eager to try that. We'll see how the console port is. That's that'll yeah. be a tough one. You know, like I never was, like, not bad. Or which one didn't do Crusader King two? No, Crusader Kings two never came to oh. console. I don't think any Crusader Kings come to consoles. They've put they've ported Stellaris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's him. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the show this week. Again, thank you to Jens for joining us here and giving us more on on Elden Ring and y'all's perspective of both playing it uh, together. And then we'll be back next week uh, talking about, well, I'll be talking about Kirby and we'll see uh, what, what Marcus. I'm sure he will be continuing with Elden Ring and whatever else he is. Is this the Kirby um, game where Kirby can partially digest you and then control your body? Like yeah, well, he's had in uh, yeah, Mario yeah. Galaxy? 
Okay. Yeah, the, he can uh, mouthful mode where he can control mouthful the car. Mouthful mode, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, vending machine Kirby coming ne- near you. So yep. Yeah, start searching Rule Thirty Four for mouthful mode. <laughs> Until next next time, we'll see everybody later. Later. Cheerio.